0: Welcome back to This Sacred Life. I'm Shan Vanderleek, and today I'm speaking with Jamie Hearn. Jamie is amazing. She's a medium. She is an attorney. She is the host of Witches, Bitches, and Dead People, a brand new podcast that I had the pleasure of working with her on. In addition to all of this, she has a thriving international coaching business, is an Akashic Records expert and teacher. And has been a successful attorney for more than 20 years welcome to this sacred life jamie thank you for having me i love spending time
1: in your space and energy
0: yeah i feel the same about yours as well i was really looking forward to this today and as you know before i get started i get still light a candle set some intentions and pull an oracle card and today i was Not surprised that the sacred rebel's oracle was calling (laughs) by Alana Fairchild. That seemed apropos for you. And in the world, not of the world, was the card that came up. Hmm. And yeah, and this is this beautiful, naked, red-haired woman. Her hair almost looks like octopus tentacles with fish swimming all around her and she's just in pure bliss and the message is it's safe for you to become naked with life this doesn't necessarily mean stripping off and running wild in public but it does mean stripping back your beliefs strongholds mental or emotional security blankets so that you can live with less obstruction than ever before condition beliefs about money time security having locking away holding and controlling can be surrendered and allowed to fall away just wondering how that resonates with you
1: well as long as i can do all of that and run naked in public i'm
0: down with it <laughs> right <laughs> it goes on to it goes on to talk about the softening in life as well and the trust in in the flow and faith, in the flow of life, and to nakedly accept what is.
1: I'm actually in the process of doing a ton of ancestral healing right now. So the, like the stripping down and softening is absolutely present in my everyday life. I had a, an interesting conversation with my great-grandmother yesterday, who's been in spirit for almost 30 years. So, yeah, I'm there. I totally resonate
0: with that. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. There's not a time usually when it, when it doesn't, but this one really felt like, oh. And then even the title before you get into it, In the World, Not of the World. Right? Right? <laughs> I want to talk to you today about several things. But one of the things that I learned about you that I didn't know in our work together is that one of the ways you're living your divinity is by raising Tibetan yaks. What? (laughs) Like, help me. Tell me that story. I got to know. So I fell in
1: love with alpacas about 10 years ago. And I went, uh, I don't do anything half-assed. I go all in, go big or go home. I acquired about 25 alpacas and then I figured, oh, I should probably identify a gameplay and about at least paying for what it takes to raise them aside from generating revenue. So I went to a fiber event where I learned how to build a, a business around alpaca fiber and the people there also raised yaks. And so I came home and told my husband about it. And he said, Well, that seems a lot more manly than an alpacas. Let's get some yaks. <laughs> <laughs> so our yak farm was born. We no longer have alpacas and we still have yaks. My favorite one is Gabriel. He is a bottle baby. His oh. mama rejected him on day one. And it was a hot July day. My husband called me. I was at work and he said, You better stop on the way home and get something to feed this baby. And I was like, what, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Gabe and I then forged quite a a bond. I was covered in yak shit a minimum (laughs) of three times a day for about six weeks. But he still thinks I'm his mama six years later. And he will try to get between me and any other human who happens to be in the pasture. I don't know if you know what a yak looks like, but they are rather intimidating with enormous horns. Oh so. yeah,
0: yeah. So and they're Gabe, and they're they're beautiful. They are. I love that Gabe is your protector. That in itself, and and that relationship that you have created over the last six years. How cool is that? Oh, it
1: it is, and my kids. I think they actually use it as a selling point to attract a little attention from girls because they'll tell, they'll tell their friends at school, Oh, you should come over and you could snuggle with my mom's yak.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Hey, you want to see our Tibetan yaks? (laughs) Right? Oh my gosh. That's great. That's great. Well, I know that you're, you're so multifaceted and your work around living your divinity and, and supporting others to explore that and what that looks like. That's what I, where I'd like to go from here is a little bit more about how you're doing that and then segueing into the importance of seeing how important intuition is, the intuition as you call it, as your superpower, and how you... Help people create a stronger connection with their intuition and with their spirit. Kind of following the roadmap that that you've been following.
1: Awesome. Where shall we start?
0: All about you. I think we should start all about you.
1: <laughs> I'm an only child, so I I can get on that page.
0: As am um, I. <laughs> I seem to have a lot of <laughs> only children
1: in my sphere. Um, So, I have had a connection with spirit my entire life. I didn't know that other children didn't have additional people who lived in the house that didn't come and sit at the dinner table. Uh, I just thought that that was a normal part of evolution. Turns out, not everyone has that experience. And it is my mission to allow everyone. The, the, the knowledge that they have the skills to access that experience if they choose to. So many people are fear-based and they've shut down whatever connections they have and I want to blast that open. I want to normalize talking to dead people and having exactly the communication and guidance that's available to you. And sometimes I'm a little overboard with that, (laughs) (laughs) maybe overzealous is a proper description of that, but I, I infuse that connection with spirit and my intuition in essentially everything I do. And it is such a valuable approach to interacting with others and Cultivating the life that I desire. I mean, we talked about shedding the old stories and things that that are no longer serving us. That is exactly what my intuition is allowing me to do in this incarnation. So I want everybody to have that skill and and access to that opportunity because they have it as a birthright, but their human brain tells them that they can't or don't.
0: What's it like when you say that you were talking with your grandmother who's passed many years ago, Mm -hmm. when you say talk, how is this communication, how is it coming through for you? Because I know it's different for different people, but that's something I've always been curious about is how you're, how you're talking with them. (laughs) So
1: I'll give you a little background on, on her. She... Lived on our family farm. it was her husband's father who bought the farm, so it was you know eighteen hundreds and she raised all of her children in that in that farmhouse, and one of her sons still lives there. He has become ill over the last year or so and has required us to be involved in taking care of him. so one morning, I was there, and I said to My son that uses the yak, he also uses his spiritual connection as a party trick too, but that's another story. (laughs) I said to him, did you hear anything weird over at the farmhouse today? And he said, what day don't I? I said, well, I kept hearing someone walk up and down the stairs. And he he goes, well, you should try sitting in the kitchen, which is at the base of the stairs, and listen to that with nobody on the stairs. So she... (laughs) It was when my uncle had first gotten sick. So she was clearly concerned about tending him and it was very present, but she wasn't interested in communicating with us. We just knew she was there. So yesterday I was at the same farmhouse and when I went into the kitchen, one of the cabinet doors flew open. Whoa. There was no breeze or like I had closed all the doors. It wasn't like a window was open. There wasn't a logical physical explanation. And it didn't just like gently open. It flew open, hit the cabinet. And I said, okay, Graham, clearly you have something that you need to tell me. I said that out loud. Okay. And all of a sudden the entire left side of my body was covered in shivers I then then asked her, what do you want me to know? And it's really her lineage. She's my mother's mother's mother. So it's her lineage that I've been doing a lot of work on. So naturally the energy is stirred up around her. Um, And her only message to me was, pay attention and see where I lead. Which is kind of interesting to me because I'm the leader. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm rarely one to follow. Right. So getting that message from spirit was pretty powerful and made me take a step back and say, oh, okay, let me, let me see what messages and guidance are coming through because clearly it, it's something that I need to pay attention to.
0: So then it's, it's physical sounds as well as uh, internal intuitive knowings. About what the yes. message is. Okay. Okay.
1: The majority of the information I receive is like internal. I I call it seeing it on the drive-in movie theater screen in my head. Okay. Uh, but I do hear, and sometimes I feel. I do see. So I I have a multisensory experience, but the majority is knowing and seeing internally
0: cool I found that the majority for me is definitely sound and knowing mm. on occasion I'll hear years and years ago I, I started just hearing Shh, like right before I would <laughs> wake up like right you know who knows whatever And I was, I was pretty sure it was my grandma at the time and that, that I'd never met. And that was kind of the beginning of it. And it did. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. Or sometimes I'll hear music. Like, wow, like incredible music. Uh, I don't even know how to really explain kind of angelic music. But I just wondered, I'm, I'm grateful for your answer to that, because I realize there's just so many ways to receive if you're open to it.
1: Absolutely.
0: And there was a, I don't want to keep, keep this about me, but I do have a tiny little story to share that I was doing a bunch of planting and I had the plants in the mudroom and some in, the, in this craft room, laundry room area, whatever. And one of the pieces of a collage that I was making said, the art of intuition or the art of awareness. That's what it was, the art of awareness. Mm-hmm. And it was sitting on top of one of the leaves, one of the plants. And I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, I've had messages like this before, where the written messages showing up, written messages. Up. Yeah. And then... I'm like, oh, that's cool, whatever. And I put it where it belonged and it didn't really, it was just kind of cool. And then later I was planting the basil and, well, I wasn't planting it. I was like stuffing it back down and watering it. I noticed the plant needed to be re- reorganized and this piece of paper sticking out of the dirt. And it was the same <laughs> thing. It was the same, it was the same piece of paper, the art of awareness. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> I thought okay well this has really been interesting. This has been an interesting 6 months with with more and more and more coming forward. So I really appreciate you sharing that and helping people receive and become more comfortable and just allow for what can be if if we get out of our own way.
1: Absolutely. And the most important nugget that I wish to impart to people is don't question yourself. Just allow the information to flow, even if you don't do anything with it at first. I teach a lot of classes around building your intuition and becoming a medium and learning the Akashic Records and like all the things and the common thread among them is learning to trust yourself Mm. if you are continually caught up in that oh i don't know it's probably wrong cycle then your connection isn't going to grow because your guides don't want you to be in that wrong shame victim type of energy they want you to flourish so if you're falling into that those negative vibrations around the messages they're giving you, they're not going to continue giving you messages like that. Now, of course, if you're about to walk out in front of a speeding car, your protector guide is still going to be like, Shan, don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> mm.
0: But it's not going to flow. Right. And that's what I'm noticing is the more... This art of awareness, which is so funny how prevalent, how that message is just so spot on. Of course it is. Yeah. With manifesting and having a thought about, oh, I wonder if this duck is going to come back and visit this year that came back and visited me for days last year before she went off to do her thing. Guess who was here this morning? The duck duck. just thought, (laughs) hadn't thought about her before yesterday. Here she was. Yes. Here she was.
1: So she totally sent her energy out. And as you felt it in your aura intermingling with your energy, that caused the conscious thought to be like, oh, there's the duck.
0: Wonder when she's coming back. Yeah, there's the duck. And she, she brought her bow along and I know it was her without question. I know it was her without question. And then, um, And then another story, there's this book that I have that I absolutely love. It's called Victory Over Japan by Ellen Gilchrist. It's a book that I read when I was like 21 years old. A friend got me into this author. I've read everything she's ever written. I was looking at my library because that's the only, well, it's not the only collection, but it's a collection of her books. And I thought, you know, maybe it's time for these to move on. But one book is missing. Where is Victory Over Japan? Hmm, I must have lent it to somebody. Boy, I'd like to read that again. Blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> I walk down the street. Again, this is yesterday or the day before. And we have one of those little library. We have a family that has one of those little library stands out in front of their house. Okay. Yeah. So I open it up. Victory Over Japan is sitting there. Not only is Victory Over Japan sitting there, I open it up and my name is in the front cover. <laughs> for
1: real. That is, that is synchronicity.
0: So I'm just sitting here right now with my eyes like wide open and my jaw hitting the floor. <laughs> so these are the kinds of things that, that have been happening for me. The more I allow them, the more I'm aware, the more I'm putting out those things, which is, which is different than talking with dead people. But it is also, I would think, a pathway to do more of that, to, to be open to more connection and more spirit by, by noticing that and by celebrating it.
1: Absolutely, because connection doesn't have to be with dead people. Connection is truly with yourself and the vibration that your higher self is is. Flowing in dictates your experience in your body at the moment. So that connection is honestly way more important than talking to your dead grandmother <laughs> or to, you know, some stranger that has a message for somebody. Your paramount relationship is truly with yourself.
0: Yeah. So cool. And what about? people that you work with that want to get it right. (laughs) I want to talk to my dad or I want to reach out to my husband, or I want to be able to build this relationship, but I want to get it right.
1: There is no right. There's only action. And you don't get to dictate who you get to connect with. They come in when they're ready. When I was 16 years old, my best friend was killed and I have seen him a number of times since then, but he doesn't talk to me. And for a lot of years, I would go to every mediumship development circle, gallery reading, anything where I could be with people, other people like me, longing for a message from him. And it wasn't until about 10 years ago that I recognized the more pressure I created, the less likely I was to be open to receive that message. So you have to find the beauty in just receiving what comes through without judgment, without expectation. And doesn't that just like Play a huge trick on your ego when you're asked to release those things.
0: <laughs> yeah, the surrender, and again, it goes back to the card that I pulled yeah. as well, is to be able to just surrender and allow and trust in the in the flow and and let things come as they come. Yes. Mm. More about intuition being your superpower, please. <laughs>
1: I believe that there is no one who knows better for me than me and often the version of me that knows best is not the one showing up in the conversation sitting in this chair. interacting with other humans, it is the version of me that has access to a much higher level view. And that the guidance that that version of me offers is invaluable there is no way that. I sitting in this body could access the wisdom and vision that my higher self does. So cultivating the connection with my inner voice, with my intuition and and my flow of source wisdom, that's really... The skill that has allowed me to transform my own life from one of masculine push and taskmaster to a more experiential, joy filled existence where I'm not in the push, but I flow with things. Now that's not to say that that happens every day or all day, but it's absolutely a more prevalent setting to find me in than it was 25 years ago.
0: Yeah, of course. The the so- softening and the allowing to to be the amazing coach that you are as well as a teacher. As well as a successful attorney, that balance between the feminine and masculine, and just all that you choose, is pretty awesome. And
1: the piece of me that practices law sometimes has a hard time reconciling all of those ingredients because the practice of law is very structured, linear. really driven, aggressive, and that's not who I am. Yeah. Maybe who I was in, in a prior version. I mean, I had two people today calling the police over a boundary line that one had spray painted and the other was pissed off. And I was like, can't we just get a survey and don't ever call me again? Right, like- right. <laughs> Get over well, it. That's my answer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a balancing act, and you do it beautifully.
1: Thank you. It's an everyday work in process. It's a piece of art. <laughs> right.
0: Right. Speaking of a piece of art, I like to ask the wonderful women that I interview to share with me what walking in beauty represents them. So what does walking in beauty represent for you?
1: Connection with nature. I am a mountain girl. There's there's magic in the mountains and a beauty and allure that I don't feel a connection with in other places. I mean, other places are magnificently beauty, too. Beautiful, too. But I can lose myself in that connection with nature in the mountains. So that's where I spend a lot of time.
0: Yeah. I feel that way with Lake Michigan. That is, that's my, Mm. that's my power place. That's where I can go and get lost and, and, uh, Gives, just, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. It's so close that I can walk to it. <laughs> I'm so grateful that I can get lost in it and be with that big water because it's so grounding and supportive. And, and I get the mountain connection too, although I haven't grown up in the mountains. Anytime I visit, there's just something so powerful, potent, majestic Before we head on our way today, Jamie, do you have any special offerings that you want to share? Any information that you'd love for our listeners to explore?
1: I have so many things that I'd love for people to explore. I'm offering the opportunity to really dig into the process of cultivating your own intuition and building that as your superpower. Because that's going to give you the insight to branch off into the direction that serves your soul most accurately on your spiritual journey. And that's where we all begin, getting getting to know ourselves.
0: And do we get started there by claiming your free mindfulness gift set? Or is there a website that you want to share that we can send people to?
1: You can go to my website, jamiehearn.com, and it's J-A-M-I-H-E-A-R-N and grab your, um, your intuition superpower free gift right there.
0: Cool. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Anything coming through that needs to be shared before we go on our way?
1: There is a really strong energy right now that is kind of unsettling, and it's about your inner goddess percolating and coming forth without apology. So, I'd like to leave that concept with your audience that your inner goddess is ready to shine. Don't apologize for her, bask in her glory.
0: Aho. That works for me. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie, thank you so much for making time to speak with me today. And I'm incredibly grateful for you for the work that you're doing and for your new podcast and all the ways that you show show up to help so many step into this magical world of their own highest self-expression.
1: Thank you for having me and sharing this beautiful platform with so many people on this journey.
0: That was Jamie Hearn. Listen to Witches, Bitches and Dead People at JamieHearn.com and wherever podcasts are playing. And be sure to register for Jamie's free Access Your Intuition Through Mindfulness gift set. And you can find that at JamieHearn.com.